Welcome to the Living Word Assemblies of God Toronto podcast. As the Bible says in Hebrews 4.12, the Word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Yes, it is the complete human experience. So relax and re-energize yourself with this powerful word. Amen. We are still in the spirit of Christmas. Look at your neighbor's face and tell him we are in the spirit of Christmas. Yeah, the flu and the cold want to stop us from celebrating the Christmas. But tell your friend we shall celebrate it. With light soup. Yeah, I, wa- I want you to relax because the, the message that is coming at Christmas is very hard. So you have to relax. Amen. Alright, with uh, some... Uh, when, when, the, when some of the people came for the items and they were going, we were seeing them off, one of them said, Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Pastor. I see if I did it. I said, no, no, no. It's the people. It's the people. It's the church. I said, thank you very much. Now we have everything. The only thing that is left now is for us to get chicken and then, you know, add to it. And I said, ah, yeah, you are giving me an idea. I think we have to start giving out chicken. And, and then she said, no, 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 Pastor. No, no, no. I'm not saying give us. I'm just, I just want you to know I'm very grateful. Can I hear amen? All right. So yesterday, this is exactly what happened yesterday. What we did was to let all of them come in. Then we took some few times, minutes, to express our gratitude to them. You know, to preach the gospel briefly, to encourage them, you know, to, to come. And then we started, you know, giving out. So, like what we do when they come, we give all those things out to them. We spend some time with them there. They have tea. They have uh, something to, to enjoy. You know, so, yesterday we had a full house. So that's, I think when we got it, I got it about 90. Put your hands together and thank God for your life, you know, for your life and for what you are doing or you did, you are doing for the community. Amen. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. So that's you know, amazing. And those, are, those things there are things that, you know, you, you give freely and willingly for us to, to give to, to them, you know, to be a blessing to them. Amen. Yeah. That's the registration table. They just, they just don't dance. They also do registration. Yeah. If you are here at church and you, you also need something, please, when you finish, go and don't come to my office. Go to Auntie Vic and ask her if she can bless you. Amen. All right. Thank you very much. Are you happy? Are you very excited this morning? Are you happy the Lord has brought you to the end of the year? All right. Thank you. And God richly bless you. All right. Let me see if I can give us a few things uh, this morning. Who is celebrating the birthday today? The spirit of Christmas. Let me give this ones out before. I think uh, today we have few couple of birthdays. Any birthdays here represented in the house? Yeah, K birthdays. Uh, they can, they can, uh, they can. Larry's wife is celebrating a special birthday today. Yeah, 
Should I tell them? Should I tell them how young you are? Uh, should I tell them how young you are, or we'll keep that one? Should I tell them? Oh yeah, good, good. So Larry's wife turned sixty-five years today. Uh, who else? Did I see another hand here? Baby, yeah, sixty-five. So we'll pray for her. Yeah, we celebrate the birthday. Where? Oh, is today your birthday? Ah. What does Minama mean? Birthday. Oh, fifteenth of this month. When was fifteenth? Last week. Also, oh, it's gone. Yeah, fifteenth. Yeah, fifteenth is gone. Twentieth will come uh, Christmas Day. Uh, Oba, my mom, my mom, my mom, Oba, my mom, 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 my Christmas Day, we have a Christmas, uh, we have Christmas service here on the 25th. So there's going to be a lot of surprises. We are believing God that we'll have a special visitation. So just invite somebody, make sure that you come with a friend, because the friend will never go the same. Okay, who is watching with us for the first time? I think our brother. So, Bravo Achiyado. Thank you very much. There's the last one. Who should I give to? No, this week. Oh. oh, yesterday, ah, belated happy birthday. Okay. Thank you very much. You know, the, the, spirit of, the spirit of Christmas, the spirit of Christmas brings into our focus, into our minds. I, I don't know why, but generally during these times, you know, people, people give. I don't know why Christmas season is a time where people give. Where you yourself naturally you want to give something to somebody. And I don't know, I don't know why it's like that. But I want you to understand that we are very grateful, very thankful to all of you, particularly to our volunteers. You know, the number of man hours you put in to serve in this church. Today is your day. We want to say thank you to you and we want to celebrate you. For all that you do. So I want to help me thank the staff, thank the board, thank the leaders, the workers, thank the members. Look at somebody sitting by you. Look at the face. Shake the person's hand and say thank you very much. Thank you very much. Say thank you very much. On behalf of pastor, thank you very much for serving in the church. Don't look at the face of the person. Just say for serving in the church. Amen. I've been wondering, I've been looking at how how to set us off this morning. So you you so it to be it to be different. No, the the Christmas story. One of the things that you one of the things that you get when you read all the accounts, whether Mark didn't report it, but 
Matthew and Luke. If you put Matthew and Luke together, you, you, you see something that runs through them. Okay, with the story, the hearing of the birth of Jesus. And that word is, is the action, what you are supposed to do, and then the destination. So, the birth is happening in Jerusalem. So, in Bethlehem, Bethlehem in Jerusalem. And then you see all the people who are involved, all of them, their focus is turned into Jerusalem. So, there's a journey to Jerusalem. Okay, all of them are journeying. So, you look at the wise men. Now, these wise men were Gentiles. We didn't know them, the astrologers, whatever they are. But it's it, it said that it took about two years for them to make that journey. Okay, so it's a journey on which they were, they were on because of the star that they saw. Okay, look at, look at Mary. Mary herself. And look at Joseph. All of them had to journey. There ought to be a census. So there's journey involved. Alright, so it was journeying and all of them to Jerusalem. Now, if you look at the shepherds. The shepherds were in the, in the bush somewhere taking care of their sheep. Well, shepherds were taking care of their flock. Then angels appeared to them and then they had to embark on a journey. So, there is something that I want to bring to our attention. Because I'm talking about the spirit of Christmas, the Savior is born. The reality of the things that, we, that Christmas gives us that no other human being can give us. Okay, we started talking about this, I think about two, two or three weeks ago. So we said Christmas, the spirit of Christmas brings us peace. The spirit of Christmas brings us peace. Not just that, but the spirit of Christmas gives us hope. And this morning, I want you to know that the spirit of Christmas reveals to you what love really is. It brings us love. That is what we want to look at. You know, love, not as you think of. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish. So let's, let's begin by looking at some few quotes that I, 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 I got somewhere. I think I like it and you will like it. Okay, so think about it. Let's begin with this and then we'll pray. You always gain by giving love. You always... When it is love, you will never lose it. Let, let, let me help you out here. There are some of us, sometimes we go through things and then we say that, oh, when the thing doesn't go well, you, go, you attempt a business and it doesn't work well. You lose your money. And then you say, oh, I have lost. Oh, I have failed. No, in the kingdom, we don't fail. Okay, in life, you always win or you learn. Take it very carefully. In life, you always win or you learn. So if you fail, you learn how not to fail again. See, it's, it's the way you think. And it, it has to be bet by the Spirit. So this, this guy Reese says, you always gain by giving love. So if you always give love, you will gain. If it is love, the love that God, through Christ, has revealed to us. Look at the next one. Okay. If I know what love is, it is because of you. You see, if somebody, so we should let people, it's particularly this season, you know, let, let people say that, look, if I know what love is, it's because of you. Like you are the embodiment of life, of love. Your way, your behavior, your conduct, your thinking. People see you and you exhume with love. We, we look at where all that is coming from. The spirit of Christmas gives us love it gives us love 
look, look the final one. Thank you very much. To the world, you may be one person. But to one person, you may be the world. Yeah. I like it. How sometimes some of these people think. To the world, you may be one person. But to one person, you may be the whole world. May you be that person. Yeah, and that person is who Christ was to us. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for this privilege. We give you praise. Ancient word, come to us live. Speak, O oh God. Lord, today, bring divine conviction to us. Lord, guide us and direct us. May our lives never be the same. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Can I hear amen? Yes. All right, let's lift it up. Ancient way. Come on. Lord, Lord reserve for our walk in this world. Very sound with God's own heart. Oh, about love to most of us love is about giving things to people there is a sense in which giving things could, could, could help us you know could, could help us give our lives to some extent the love of Christmas is for us to give Christ the true love to our friends and neighbors we must help meet a need but that should be the means to help meet their need their real need the need for a savior. Jesus was born to save us from our sins. You know, that, that is the key. So what is love? You know, there are so many definitions. This one I want you to know that generally is an intense feeling and deep affection for someone, for something, for people. Deep affection. This one will spend our time with Jesus. So what is love? From Jesus' perspective. From Jesus' side, Jesus Christ, love by him is total giving of himself. Shown supremely in his obedient suffering and death on the cross. This reveals God's amazing love 
for sinners. It, it continues to motivate and inspire Christians today. You know, when, when you think about the love of Christ, you think about the death on the cross. You think about his heart for the lost. You think about what he did. This should motivate us to also continue to love him. So, look at the quality of God's love. No, we are looking at love, not as you think. But let's look at the quality of Jesus' love. You know, the, the love of Jesus caused him to leave his eternal glory to come down. You see, Jesus' love caused him to leave everything. Whatever. He, the guy was enjoying in, in heaven. Angels were worshipping him. You can see that Second, second Corinthians, second Corinthians 8-9. The second thing is that the love, the quality of his love is shown in the fact that it moved him to give his life for others. I want you to take note. Okay? So you are projecting with all the scriptures. Because I want to spend the few minutes I have on the last part. On how we can express this love. But we can't express it without understanding the love of Christ. So it, for him, the quality of his love is so, shown in the area that it caused him to live his eternal glory. He left everything. He came down to this earth. It moved him to give his life for others. And then, you know, it's seen in his love for sinners. In his love for sinners. You see Jesus forgiving everybody. Forgiving prostitutes. Forgiving liars. Forgiving those who deny him. Those who betrayed him. You see the love of Jesus be shown in that. The fourth thing is that his love, the, 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 the deepness, the authenticity of his love is seen in his love for believers. No, he loves them. He loves believers. He said, but we ought always to thank God for you. Brothers and sisters, loved by the Lord. Is seen in that. And then his love is shows in the compassion that he has for the needy. You know, Matthew chapter 9 verse 36. You know, he, the Bible says when Jesus saw the multitude, when he saw the crowd, he had compassion for them because of his love. You see, this is Jesus' love. The supremacy of his love. We are looking at it. But, but, you know, when it comes to the needy, you look at him and then his family. It's also seen in his love for children. No, Jesus' love is, is so, it, it has no barrier. It transcends to everybody. Whether you are a mad person, whether you are a sinner, whether you are demon possessed, whether you are a leper, whatever you are. Look at the Bible. You know, lepers and everything, Jesus was touching them, was healing them. This is the love that we are talking about. The love is seen in this area. His love for children, his love for his mother. I want to read this. It says, When Jesus saw his mother there, this is the crucifixion. John chapter 19, 26, 27. And the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to her, Woman, here is your son. And to the disciple, here is your mother. From that time on, this disciple took her into his home. You see, Jesus' love is shown everywhere. Even when he was on the cross, he was still thinking about the mother. All right? And mentioning the mother reminds me that our sister, our sister Monica Kakari has lost their mother. Yeah. Lost their mother. 73 years. Where's mama? Uh, oh, can you stand, please? Let's pray for her. It's part of the Christmas story. Okay. Father, we thank you for the life of your daughter. We bless you. Lord, we thank you for blessing her with the life of our mother. For 73 years. We are grateful. We are grateful and thankful. Father, we thank you. As much as it has pleased you, such a time to call her home. I know that, Lord, you know the best. We pray for your daughter. Be the firstborn. Grant her peace. Grant her grace. Grant her the courage. Grant her favor. And see her through. Particularly in this grieving time. Father, we pray for divine healing. 
Lord, thank you for granting her protection in advance. Thank you for sending her in the time when the time is due and bringing her back. We are grateful and thankful to you in Jesus' name. Can I hear amen? You know, so the love of Jesus, thank you, Mama. The love of Jesus is demonstrated in these areas. Okay, and that is how we look at the depth of his love. It's, it's not just for children, for others, and then for his disciples. But again, his followers, his love for his followers. And we see that. So look at some few facts about God's love. Okay, from the example of Jesus, let's look at some few facts about God's love. God's love must be received or accepted. You know, for God's love, it must be received or accepted. So you have a choice to say, I want to receive God's love or not. That's one. You'll see all the scriptures there. I don't want to spend time there too much. God loves, God's love must be received or accepted. And then too, God's love must be responded to. For God so loved the world that he gave. So you have to respond to it. See, you have a choice to respond to it or not to respond to it. That's not just that. There are some few facts. Love for God is a command. It's a command. I think we need to read that. Matthew 22, 37, 38. said, Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Now it says, All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. You see, so whatever, whatever, the story I was telling you from the beginning, of all of them going to Bethlehem, whether you are gentle, whether you are shepherd, or you are Mary, or you are Joseph, or you are Simeon, or you are Anna, or whoever you are, you, the foundational thing, the bottom line for all of them was that all these guys loved God. They wanted to do something. See, and your love cannot just be kept in you. Your love will be seen in your diligence. Your love will be seen in your worship. We will get to the expression. So I want you to get it. You, all of us are also on a journey. Okay, all of us are also on a journey. And the only thing that God expects us to do by the story of Christmas is to remind us that whatever we are doing, we have, if it is not in love, by love, through love, it is nothing. No, no, no. When you go to 1 Corinthians 13, what does the Bible say? What you, you, you can give everything. You can kill yourself and give to the poor. If it is not done by love, it is nothing. You can prophesy. That says the Lord. And if it is not done by love, it is nothing. You, you can give to the poor. If it is not done by love, it is nothing. It means you can do all these things, but without love. Wow. May the Lord lead us to know the right kind of love. Loving God involves loving Jesus. Very important. These are facts. Loving God involves loving the Holy Spirit. So you, you do it. You have to relate with Him. And then you have to understand that God alone is the source of love. These are facts. Facts about love. God alone is the source of love. This kind of love we are talking about, you can't get it from anywhere. The children are coming. They are coming to help us celebrate our... our, our volunteers okay it's interesting jesus's love comes from the father these are facts about love jesus is love. the love well, jesus is laying a foundation for us and is telling us that look 
this love you can you can have it you can manifest it you can demonstrate you can live it all right but you cannot do it without looking at me i like what hebrew says hebrew says in time past hebrews chapter 1 verse 1 in time past god spoke through prophets angels all others but in these last days he has spoken to us through his son the son is the expression of the true nature the image of god so if you want to live a life that is godly you cannot do it without looking at christ so let's love the way god wants us to love it so look at what jesus is telling us one more time from here he, he receives he receives the father's love you know the father loves him he receives it the father loved the son and has placed everything in his hands so jesus receives the father's love his love also re- reveals the father's love that is jesus telling us okay now jesus christ's love motivates the church his love motivates the church the love that jesus has that is what motivates us because for me what what will what will make me wake up what will make me come here what will make me go out what will make me do the things i do is because of the love that jesus has for me yeah that is what motivates me so look at the areas of motivation jesus christ's love motivates the church his love indwells the believer look at your neighbor and tell him jesus's love is in you so his love endures the believer. His love does not only dwell inside us, but his love also disciplines us. The Bible says, those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. So be earnest and repent. The love of God disciplines us. Now, parents, parents, if parents who love their children, they are the ones who discipline them. And you won't say, oh, because I love you even when you are fully old. Hey, I love you. Hey, I love you, fool. No. Uh, and then some of you, you do it. They are doing things that are not right. Oh, stop. Oh, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Sometimes you see how you jump because of your love for them. You see how you jump out and say, hey, stop it. <laughs> Can I hear amen? His love endures us. His love disciplines us. His love inspires authentic Christian attitude. Check all the scriptures, okay? And then when you go home, take your time and read it. His love inspires Christian marriage. You see, it is the love of Christ that inspires Christian marriage. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. You see, this love inspires, manifests, works through all. His love inspires the desire for spiritual gifts. The Bible says, follow the way of love and eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. You see, it is, it is the love of God, the love of Christ that should motivate you. His love motivates Christians to live for God. Okay, his love motivates us to live for God. Let me, let me pause a little bit here and then because i'm getting to what i want you to get or what the lord wants you to get to take home it says for christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died and he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves but for him who died for them and was raised again you see the reason jesus came and died is uh, died is to show us his love so that we will not live for ourselves 
For most of us, we are living so much by ourselves. That's why people can insult you and you can get so angry and annoyed because you are responding by yourself. You are not responding by the spirit within you. You know, you are responding by your flesh because you are so fleshly minded that you also want to pay them back, do them some. But you look at Jesus and look at all the things that were done to, to him. Even on the cross, he demonstrated his love. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Some of you, you have to, this Christmas, tell some people, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they do. Can I hear amen? No, no, somebody is waiting for you to give forgiveness. So, if this is so, what shows that we love God? What shows? What shows that we love God? You know, scripture teaches believers to love God and shows how such love should be expressed in worship and then in practical ways. How will, how will people see and know that we have God's love? How will people see it? Okay, how do we become certain that we even love God? And then how do we express our love for God? Okay, so let me let me ask this one. Yeah, the, the young ones are sitting there. Can they sit down quietly, please? As we continue. Is that okay? Thank you. God bless you. Thank you for coming. Put your hands together for them as they come in and as they sit down. Thank you very much. Okay, now let all the attention be here briefly. We'll finish very soon and then we'll, we'll celebrate our volunteers. Now, the question I'm asking you is, do you love God? Don't answer it to your neighbor. Okay, don't answer it. Don't rush and answer. Do you love God? Answer it for yourself in your head. Okay. And then you ask yourself, if you love God, what shows that you love him? Okay. So I'm going to give you some few things from scripture. And then I want you to when you go home, measure yourself. You know, mark yourself. On a scale of 1 to 10, just find out whether you really love God or you are just saying you love Him or you are just pretending you love Him or you are just, you really love Him but you have excuse. Is that okay? Now, you, you know, you can love somebody and have excuse. I don't know how best it is. But you are in relationship with somebody, you are dating somebody and then you always call you always call and then the person on the other side always has excuse to let you know why he can't call back okay and for 10 years he still does that and you understand okay. so we are, we are moving from the known to the unknown okay so if you love god this is the i, I i'm still remembering some Small chemistry I did. This is the litmus test. So we are in the lab. We are doing an experiment. Titration. We want to make sure <laughs> that we find out. So take yourself to the lab and then measure yourself. Okay? First, for the Christmas story, even with the shepherd, when they got there, the Christmas story with the wise men, when they got there and they saw the child, they worshiped, they gave. There are certain things 
that they did. So if you love God, the first thing you have to know is that you will love the things that God loves. Look, you, you can't say, oh, I love God. And then the things that God loves, you will not love. So if you really, really love God, you will look for the things that God loves. And then do it. Like if you are in love with somebody, uh, I'm not talking about you. you, you have been, those of you are listening to me, you haven't fallen in love before. No, no, no. You are always standing in love, which is good. Okay. But when, when you are growing up as a young person, and you see somebody that you, you love, you love, and you want to marry the person. Okay. Sometimes, I don't know how it is, but like, you can't, you can't just stop thinking about the person. You know, I'm not talking about you. You guys, you, have, you are not like me. So, no, you can't just stop calling the person. Even if there's no, those days where there's no cell phones. You see, you can't just wait to go to the person, like visit the person. Okay, and I'm not talking about you guys, but you visit the person, you, have, you see the person out one junction. Then the person will come and see you out another junction. Then you go back again, another junction. No, I'm not talk, I'm talking about when there were no cell phones. No, it's not you. No, it's not you. No, you, you are not like that. You will look for what the person, the, the things that the person wants, the person loves, the person likes. So if you really, really, genuinely love God, you will look for the things that God loves. God loves. So let's ask ourselves, from the pages of scripture, what, what does God love? Okay. So if you love God, you will delight to worship him. You see, you will delight to worship him. When it is about worship, you will love to worship him. If you love him, you worship him. You will adore him. You will praise him. If you love God, you will love his house. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Look, if you love God, you can't say, I love God, but I don't love coming to church. Then you don't love him, period. Yeah. If you love God, you will worship him. Psalm 27, verse 4, it says, One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and seek him in his temple. Look, if you love God, you will love his house. It doesn't matter whether it snows, whether it... You will come. Look at your neighbor and ask him, I know you love God. I can see. Because this Christmas, you are here. I wanted to say something. I changed it. You will delight in his worship and in God's house. Let's keep on. Number two. If you love God, you will love God's word. Look, you will love God's word. You will love to read his word. You will love to come to Sunday school. So if you can't tell me that you are a member of Assemblies of God, you love God, but you can't come to Sunday school. Oh, oh, you don't love him. No, I'm not talking about those of you who are here today. No, I'm talking about those who were not able to come to church. And those of you who are listening to me. Look, these are acid tests. This is not test. The test, it shows whether you love him. If you love God, you will love the word of God. You will love to read it. You will love to listen to it. You will love to meditate upon it. You will love to keep.
keep it, obey it. You, if you love God, you will love the word of God. Because that is what God loves. This is his word. His word is life. The Bible says, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by him. Do you love God? Do you really, really love God? If you love him, you worship him. If you love him, you worship him. Worship is not just singing songs. I surrender. No, no. Romans chapter 12 verse 1. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of the Lord, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice to him. If you love him, you will love the word of God. You will think about the word of God. You will read the word of God. You will listen to the word of God. You will do everything possible to listen to the word of God. Some of you, you commute, you drive to work. What do you do when you are driving to work? Some of you, you worship, you have worship tapes. Yeah, good, worship God. Some of you, you, you that's where you, know, you can take your driving time to grow yourself. Listen to podcasts, listen to, listen to a book, audio books, listen to the Bible. Listen to something, grow yourself. Do you love God? If you love God, you will love God's way. If you love God, you will love to sacrifice. You will love to pay the price. You will love to sacrifice. There's nothing that is easy in this world. At work, at home, whatever it is, there will be sacrifice. Do you love God? Love for God's way. Love for sacrifice. You no, know, the will to be willing. You know, the sacrifice I want to con- communicate to you is the willingness for you to die for Him. You see, that is the kind of love. The willingness for you to die for Him. Because he died for you. And, and I keep on saying it. Where we are going as a nation, as a country, Christians will have to stand up because we have to be willing to die. If you are not willing to die, we can't make the kind of breakthrough that God wants us to make. If you love God, you will sacrifice. If you love God, you will love to give to him. Giving. Generosity. There are some people, people come to church... And any time the church talks about money, they get annoyed. They get so angry. You know, in living well, yeah, we do our best, small, small, but we try as much as possible to just encourage you, not force you, but encourage you to let it be an expression of your love. Like your tithe should be an expression of your love. Your offering, your seed sowing. Your giving should be an expression of your love. You look at what God has done for you and you respond. Can I hear amen? amen? So, if you love God, you will give. You will give your tithes. You will give it faithfully. You will give it trustfully. You will give it because you know that it doesn't belong to you. It belongs to him. You will give your tithe faithfully. You will, you will give your offerings faithfully. You will give your sacrifices faithfully. You will give your time to him faithfully. You will give your body to him faithfully. You will give your talent to him faithfully. If you love God, you will give. If you love God, you will obey Him. If you love God, you will obey Him. So if you are not obeying God, it's simple. It means you don't love Him. That's not Pastor Isaac. Uh, if you love God, you will obey Him. So if you realize that you are not obeying Him, then it means you are not loving Him. The Bible says, this is the fact. This is the fact. It says, this is love for God to keep his commands and his commands are not burdensome first john 5 3 
The command, this is love. Love is equal to obedience to God's command. Love. Love is equal. Do I have, do I have witnesses here? Did you, do you do, did you all do mathematics? A, one plus one is equal to what? Okay, equal to sign. Okay, obedience to God's command. Obedience plus the command of God is equal to love. According to the Bible, one plus one. So if you are not obeying God in your daily work, in your daily life, at home, I'm not talking about here when we gather here as church. <laughs> no, no, no. And for this place, oh, ah, look at the way me now I'm dressed. Do you think I can be, I can disobey God? Oh. Eh, well, well, if you look at the way people are dancing, do you think they can, they can disobey God? Eh, if you look at some people's shoe, do you think they can disobey God? No. If you know, if like the way we do it, like how we all pre- present ourselves. Oh, now I'm talking about love. Christmas, the spirit of Christmas brings to us love. Love, not as you think. Let's move on and get it done. You will obey him. You will, but you know, that's not the only thing. But if you love God, you will love others. <laughs> you see, if you love God, I think I should read this scripture. I, I don't have time on my side, but I think I should read this scripture. First John 4, 21. And I picked up from 19 to 21. It says, we love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God, yet hates a brother or sister, is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister, whom they have seen, cannot love God, whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. Anyone who loves God. Anyone. I'm not talking about, you you can rationalize it. You can explain it out. You can give yourself thousand reasons why that person shouldn't be loved. That, that's not negotiable. Not be, not, if you are a child of God, if you are a Christian, your love for others shows your love for God. You see, because people can see. Uh, people, only, people only believe what they see. God doesn't want to see first. God looks at the heart. Are you getting the point? But, uh, this Christmas, just keep on asking yourself, do you love God? Do I really, really? Do I really love God? Now, don't answer it at church this morning. When you go home, throughout this Christmas, throughout, no, just check. Use these things to check. And see whether you love God, really love God. Because I don't want you to miss it to heaven. My responsibility here is not to entertain you and to make you feel good. I want you. God has placed me here to make you feel right. So you can do the right things. Look at your neighbor. If the person sitting by you is your husband or your wife or your good friend, just hold the hand and squeeze this one and say, The Lord. Pastor is talking to me today. He's talking to me. Can I hear amen? amen. You will love others. If you love God, you will love his church. You know, when I talk about the church, I'm not just talking about, I'm not just talking about living word. Living word is part of the church. But when you hear anything about the church in general, you hear anything about prophets, anything about pastors, anything about uh, deacons, anything about leaders, what, what is your first reaction? You know, you talk as if you are not part of the church. There are some people who can destroy, castigate the church and say things about the church. You know, if you love God, you will love the church. 
The church is not perfect, but the church is the body of Christ. Yeah, so love the church. Be very proud of the church that you belong to. There are other people, they belong to other organizations. If you like, go and say something about it. There are something. If you like, I don't mention names. Go and say, they will cut off your hand. You will see. Even if you mention the name of their leader, you don't mention it well. Or even if you do something in the temple. There are some people, they come to church. They don't even, you know, they don't even love God. Like they come to church. They take their time, they chew the chew gum, and then they put it in the church. Some people, they put it under the chair. Not you. I'm not talking about you. You, you don't do it. The others who are in some churches, there are some people, they also come to church, and you don't know why they come to church. Look, if you love God, they come to church, while preaching is going on, then they are talking, then they are walking at the corridor, doing what they want. What did you do? Do you come to worship God? Or you come to play around? There are certain things you don't do anywhere. You go to the doctor's office. You will sit down quietly and keep your mouth shut as if you are in the presence of God. You go to the dentist's office. You are quiet, sober. You go to your children's school. You are quiet. You listen to instructions. You will come to church. You want to do what you want. You want to do what you want. Yeah. Walk around, talk and talk, and while things are happening, you are standing on the corridor misbehaving. Or, or I don't know what you are doing, whether misbehaving or behaving. We need to set up some cameras all over, security cameras. And then get, because some of you, you, you can't respond by just looking at the word of God. So we have to help you. That's why there are laws. But if all of us could just obey and abide and do things that we know is right, there wouldn't be any need even for traffic lights. The reason for traffic lights is because when they leave us, you know, some of you come from Africa. Where there is no traffic light, you have to do half clutch. It's a survival of the fittest. You have to drive quickly, look around, watch around, pull and push inside. Sometimes you do that and then you realize, oh, pastor, <laughs> oh yeah, brah, I say. Everybody must push. Do you love God? Look at your neighbor's face and tell him, Pastor is asking you this money. Don't answer me, but do you really love God? No, sometimes, no, I'm not saying, now listen, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that when things are happening to you, you can't do other things. But no, some, some of you, the slightest excuse, you will not come to church. But those same things cannot prevent you from going to work or going to a party or going to a friend. Did I say party? Going to party. I'm still used to her. Do you love God? No, everything we do must be measured by love. Jesus came because he loved us. Now you listen, all the journey of the shepherd of Anna, look at Anna. Anna was somebody who was very nice, beautiful woman. Anna wasn't a but when Anna's husband died after marrying for how many years? Seven or eight years, right? Luke's account. The Bible says that she never departed from the house of the Lord. Why? Because she had a revelation that the Messiah was going to be born. So for her to wait, how many years? She waited for almost, almost 60 something years or 60, 70 years plus. Waiting in the temple, praying, seeking the face of God. Waiting, believing the prophetic word that has been given. Remember, between the Old Testament and the New Testament, there was a silent gap of 400 years. So some of the things that these people were going through was not normal for them. 
That's why Zachariah could say, well, how can this be? Because for all these years, nothing of that. No God's voice, no angel, no visitation. How? How can this be? You see, look at Simeon. Simeon had to fast and pray and wait. It was her journey, but the love kept her, kept him up. Look at, can you think about Mary? Can you think about Mary? Young girl, somebody has come to promise you, I'll marry you, and then there's an intuition, Holy Ghost comes. Leave Mary aside. That's why when people say Merry Christmas, I respond Joseph New Year. <laughs> because Joseph's case was even worse. If it were me, like, pa, I've told Mom Olivia, and then Holy Ghost comes, and then she comes to tell me, I'm pregnant by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> no, no, but Joseph had love for God, and that was what kept him. Please, it, whatever you do, if you don't do it in love and with love and by love, as prescribed by Christ, it is waste. Some of us, we, we, some of us, we can waste our time, though. Waste all our time and energy. If you are dancing in love, if you are giving in love, okay, you will love His church. Not just living word, but love living word too. Because this is where you are, and then love all other churches. Don't say bad things about. And if you don't understand anything, just keep your mouth shut. Because it's the church of God. Let me give you the last one and then. Because if you love God, you will love the lost. Look, if you love God, you will love people who are going to hell. You will love people who are perishing. Rescue the perishing. Care for the dying. If you are not caring for the dying, if you are not inviting people to church, if you are not winning souls, if you are not evangelizing, we don't love God, period. Jesus said, I have come to seek and to save the lost. These are indications. Do we love God as a church? Do we really, really love God? Well, let's, let's measure ourselves. Do we really love God? Friday, pastor led us to pray on, on uh, pick up the axe by yourself and related the axe to the anointing. And he said we should pray on some things that, that we feel that you know we've we've lost. Okay, things that we were doing first, but we have lost it. One of the things I realized as a pastor was that one of the things that we've been doing, I mean, is winning souls. Because look, you can be a pastor and not win souls. If you don't become intentional, in the same way, you can be a Christian and do everything church, everything God everything good but the main thing the main thing is for every believer to be a soul winner he says for if anybody is in Christ he's a new believer behold all things have passed away behold all things have become new the reason Jesus has saved you so you will bring others to faith in Christ it's not so that we will come to church and jump and then somebody will die and then we'll bury or you give and then we are no all those things are part of it but the main thing is for us to win souls look at your neighbor and ask him when was the last time somebody came to christ because of you ask your neighbor ask him don't 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 don't, don't let him give you the answer just ask him when was the last time ask him when was the last time Somebody came to Christ because of you. Can I hear amen? 
No, so please. No, I'm not saying don't pray. I'm not saying don't fast. If you love God, you will pray. If you love God, you will fast. If you love God, you will come to church. If you love God, you will worship. If you love God, you will give. You will sacrifice. But if you can't tell me that you love God, no, no, you have for me, you can tell me. You can't tell God that you love Him without loving souls and saving souls. No. You can't. Because what brought Jesus to this world? It is because of me and you. So that we will be saved. So why has he saved us? Eh? When the church grows small, the church comes to the church becomes institutionalized. Then we try to redefine what the church what the church is. I'm sure when Jesus comes, if you are not very careful, he wouldn't find the church that he wants. But you are the church. The spirit of Christmas. Yeah. Brings us love. Love not as you think. I made a statement here. And I want you to get it. I'm sure you can uh, hashtag it. Tweet it. Okay. IG it. For those of you who don't know what IG is. My IG is Isaac DeGraft. It's I DeGraft. IG. Yeah. I just learned it. I read that. That was, that's Instagram, right? Now, people don't know that. A, so if you say Instagram, they know you don't know. So say IG. Look at it. Look at my statement. Our actions in life. Oh. Our actions in life, i.e., whatever it could be, like service, obedience, or attitude, is a reflection of our love for God. You see, everything that you are doing, the way you wake up, the way you come to church, is you are telling whether you love God or not. Uh -huh. your, your attitude, the way you talk to your wife or you talk to your husband, you treat your children, you do, it, it's a reflection of whether you love God or not. That, that's all you are doing. Everything. Like, everything you are doing in life, you are just telling God whether you love him or not. So, that is in your hands. And some of us, even the way we eat, it shows whether we love God or not. Okay. Are, are, you, are, are you okay? And, and then, let me end. Let me end with this. Did I say I was going to end? Okay. If you love God, if you love God, because today is volunteer appreciation. If you love God, you will serve in the church. No, if you love God, you will serve Him. No, you can't. Can you imagine? Like you can't just come to church and the only service you do is to sit on the pews. That's the only service. You come and sit on the pew. And then when we close, you wake up nice. And then you go home. You won't even say hello to anybody. You won't even find out something to do. Look, all these things are a reflection of our love for God. If you love God, you will serve Him. And if you serve Him, He will bless you. No, if you serve Him, He will prosper you. If you serve Him, He will give you life. Now, look at me carefully. When I say if you love God, you will serve Him. Sometimes we think serving God is just about doing things in church. You know, you can be doing things in church without serving Him. You can be serving the things. You can be doing it for popularity. You can be doing it for other things. But do it in love. 
that will attract the kind of blessings. Let me give you one blessings and then we go. Okay? There are so many, but let me end it up. I, I, I won't finish. Like I tell you always, I, I can't finish every Sunday. I can't finish. I'll just quit. Okay? What are some of the blessings of loving God? Love for God. If you love God, blessings. Blessings number one. If you love God, it helps you to assess the help of the one and only helper. John 14, 15, 16. When the Holy Spirit comes, he says, I will give you, if you love me, I will give you the helper. Love for God guarantees the abiding presence of the Holy Spirit. If you love God, you are guaranteed the presence of the Holy Spirit in your heart. You know, these things are not things that people can give you. If you love God, if you love God, oh, God will love you. Ah, that is his word. Love for God guarantees the love of the Father. The Father will love you. And love for God guarantees, according to 1 Peter 1, 8, guarantees joy inexpressible and full of glory. Yeah, joy. If you love God. You may be, you know, people who love God, oh, even when they are crucifying them, they are smiling. Ah, Peter loved God so much that people came to arrest him. They wanted to kill him. He said, oh, kill him. My master told me, even my master, he was crucified. Ah, please, how do you want to crucify him? Let's negotiate. How? How do you want to do it? Upside down. Straight. Should I quit? Should I start? How do you want to do it? The issue is not your crucifixion. I love him so much. He said, he said we want to crucify like we did to your master. Oh, no, no, no. I don't want people to watch me like my master. Turn me upside down. If you love God. The problem will not define you. It's your love for God that will define it. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord cause His face to shine upon you. You know, may the Lord God, may the Lord help all of us, you know, to really, really, really walk in love. Look, don't deceive yourself. You, you can deceive yourself. I told you, I didn't do a lot of signs, but the small one I did, I'm just taking us to love. You yourself go and test yourself. Be sincere. Be honest with yourself. Be honest. I don't want you to stay in church 30 years and die and go to hell. Eh? So all that you did was nothing. May the Lord have mercy. This Christmas, as we remember the love of God, let's all take it serious. Let's take our life serious. These are not, these by these are by no means exhaustive. These are not, these are not all that is in scripture. There are many. But these are just a few to remind us. Just to help us. No, I know. Look, I came here to talk, to talk to people who love God. I know all of you love God. Okay. I want you to re-examine and see whether you really love him. Or you keep on loving him. Thank you for your time. We pray that this message will continue to be a blessing in your life. Please visit us at livingwordag.org or whenever you are in the greater Toronto area, Ontario, Canada. This podcast is made possible through your generous donations. God bless you and keep you. Join us again soon.